G'day everybody, welcome to episode 150 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, and somebody is on the line from Queensland. G'day Woz, it's me, Matty D, Mr Peninsula, all those nicknames you've got for me. Fantastic, Doctor. Uh, mate, you're an hour behind, so we're sort of just going to say we're recording in the afternoon on Monday, technically for me, and morning for, the, I guess, the, late, the next eight minutes for you. Well, when, by the time we'll finish, it'll be... Afternoon. Now, the reason that I bring that up, everybody, is that the good old Channel 9 in Brisbane, oh, they've played some games with your heart, haven't they? Yes, well, they have been. They have been for some time. Daylight saving, uh, causing us all sorts of issues up here. Now, from what I understand, and I'm sort of on the ground with all of this, is that essentially you've been watching games not only on delay, but that extra hour delay. So, Friday Night Football... Big issues about when you see the second game finish. And, of course, on Sunday afternoon football, we had the situation uh, yesterday where the Titans and Tigers uh, was pretty much done and dusted by the time you guys started seeing a replay. And if I'm correct, the replay would go half an hour into the Sunday night football game. That's, that's exactly correct, Was Yes, yep. So there was, a, there was a crossover. Someone had tried to dodge, uh, which is very happy these days, all of the social media and whatnot, and tried to watch the game. They... They missed the start of uh, of the Sunday night game, so it's uh, quite the debacle. Now, we'll explore this uh, a little bit later on in the show today. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about is the whole what we do with Sunday afternoon football. There's a revelation from the head of Channel 9 Sport that it's the NRL's fault that games are starting at 3 o'clock, then they would happily show them at 4. We'll get to that after the break here on the footy show with some massive news. Wait for it. Okay, Matty D, did you see Facebook on Saturday? There is gigantic news in Not The Footy Show land. What happened? Uh, DC's hooked up, isn't he? Mate, I, I reckon it's a G up. I reckon there's digital mischief. That photo that he sent to us that I then put up on Facebook, it can't be true. He is standing there pointing at a Foxtel dish. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah, I find it very hard to believe. It's, yeah, it's, I'd say it's a little bit of old Photoshop. Now, DC has, has gone through four seasons of Not The Footy Show. This is our fifth, uh, I think. And somehow he's been able to spout, uh, you know, opinion based on seeing games every single week. How has he done it? I think he's made a lot of stuff up. But, um, <laughs> and, and it's been a very St. George orientated. But he's done a good job. Oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit scared about the monster that might be created here. Um, he's got about 84 kids, and I don't think they're going to see him again unless they decide to watch the footy with him on a on a weekend. The the beauty of, I guess, the show and the angle that he brought to it was that, you know, he'd make the opinions much like the Telegraph, really, um, unfounded and uneducated. So now, all of a sudden, he's going to be... He's going to know what he's talking about. What, what's going on? It'll be very interesting. It's, 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 a, it's a huge day for... Uh for rugby league and not the footy show. Although I had a, I had a mate in a similar situation who was a huge league fan and we passed him to get Foxtel and um, he got Foxtel and he watches less football now. He fell in love with all the reality shows like Real Housewives, <laughs> New Jersey and everything like that. He stopped watching football. Oh, uh, come on, out him. What's his name? <laughs> his name is Jacob Langer. Oh, there you go, everybody. Just, oh, Lingy, what's going on? Uh, but so DC, he's got Foxtel. Everyone's happy except for his wife, although I believe she's probably going to be watching the uh, reality shows as well. 
So DC may actually be in the future here on the footy show talking actual rugby league instead of what he reads in the papers. Mate, quickly, thoughts on the first couple of rounds. It's Monday of round number two, Dogs and uh, Sharks tonight. I'm heading out to ANZ to cover that one. Uh, but what's what's jumped out at you the first two weeks, mate? Well, if you remember on our preview show, was um, both you and I thought looks and George are going to go really well and they had a lot of points on them, and we, we've been spot on, haven't we? Oh, mate, rewind everybody. Go back to when we declared that the Dragons with Gareth Widdop would be a point-scoring powerhouse. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jeez, that made it look ordinary, was. Oh, well, I, I've got two games wrong this weekend. Um, I picked the Titans against the Tigers, and I picked the Warriors against the Dragons. And I don't feel too bad in the pure sense that they're the teams that I picked to finish 14th and 16th. So I don't mind getting those teams wrong early in the season. But the the Warriors' defence against the Dragons was just the pole opposite to how well the Dragons defended. As much as you go, oh, the Dragons have scored 75 points in two weeks or whatever, their defence against the Warriors on Saturday was the reason they won that match. That was phenomenal because the Warriors had plenty of ball and literally no idea how to get it across the try line. The Tigers start brilliantly against the Dragons and then get beaten by 30. Then they start brilliantly yesterday with three people watching, and uh, they beat the Titans by 30. So the good news for everybody is the first two rounds, if you can get away in your tipping comps about 500, so half your game's right, you're doing all right because it just throws up games that you're just not sure about. And, I mean, we saw it on Friday night. The moment that Glenn Stewart pulled out, everybody wanted a piece of South Sydney and, and manly get up. Yep. Um, although it was funny to see last year after the round one, they just said, oh, power back, all the fans, they were getting on the, the train. And I think it took to round four when the Roosters beat them by 50 to, to burst that bubble. It's taken them to round two. Look, they might play well again next week, and they're playing a style, which Brad Arthur's openly said. He said, if they hold the ball, I let them play football. Um, the biggest problem on Saturday night was they just didn't want to tackle the guys with the ball. That was the, the biggest problem for them. Right. Other than that... They really gave it up in the second half. Yeah. They were in that first half, and, you know, if that... Yeah, it was it was disappointing. Same thing for the Titans as well, especially in front of their home fans. Um, look, the whole issue with what time the game was played, etc., and we'll talk about the whole Sunday, off, Sunday afternoon football thing in our last segment, but that's the reality of, of let's be honest, the, the TV networks having control of when games are played. It's, it wasn't the NRL, really, but they ceded those rights to Fox Sports and Channel 9. That's the way it is. Mate, uh, so quickly looking at the ladder, obviously as we go into tonight's game, Dragons up top with two wins. Broncos up top with two wins, and Storm up top with two wins. Uh, what, what year are we in? It seems like it's about four or five years ago. Yeah, very strange, was. Um, and both, I guess, Broncos and Melbourne could easily be none from two. They yeah. both, both didn't play that well and, 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 and both got away with victory. So uh, very interesting at this stage. And the most interesting point about this is the team I've got to finish 16th at 2-0. And two teams, I think I had... One team I had the top four is 0-2 in the Knights. And the Warriors, well, I think I had ninth uh, 0-2 as well. But again, and if you I get... Had, I had Warriors minor at Premiers <laughs> winning their first 10 games. So it hasn't <laughs> quite gone to play. Oh, what a classic. All right, after the break here on The Footy Show, we're just going to pay a quick uh, bit of respect to Jarrell Yao Yi's uh, career.
All right, Matty, news this morning. Uh, I think you were pretty much on the money when you saw him play in his uh, trial out there at Redcliffe uh, in the preseason. But Iralia, yeah, has, has decided that his body just can't take the... It, it just can't recoup. It, it can't rehab uh, to the point where he's able to play uh, first grade rugby league, and he's decided to retire. Yeah, devastating news was he actually he actually hurt his other ankle last weekend playing in the Queensland Cup for North. And I, I think it was a four to five week injury. May he may have got news through the week that it was was a bit worse. But I think he kind of just got to the point where he, he knew his his bad leg would never come good. When I I've, I've seen him a couple of times this season play in the trial for the Broncos and and twice for North now, and he's he's a shadow of the. Jarrell Yeah, that we all loved as a, as a flying winger. Um, in that Broncos game, he looked like someone, a, a young kid that had won a prize and, and got to play. He, he just looked so out of place. A, a terrible, you know, loss to the game. He, he could have been one of the great wingers of all time. But I guess on the flip side, if you said to a young player, look, you're only going to play four seasons, you're going to play for Australia, Queensland, you're going to score 33 tries, you're going to play for the Indigenous team. I think nearly young, every young player would take it. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And it's something that, uh, along the lines of what happens in the NFL over in the States, the careers of a lot of the skill players in that, in that competition, it, it can be as lim- limited to three or four seasons. And it's not so much injury that cuts them out. Sometimes it's just opportunities disappear. So congratulations to Ural. Um, it's, it's fantastic to see what he's actually been able to achieve in that short space of time. I mean... Uh, just quickly, his tries per year, he had 9 in 14 games in 2009, 8 in 19 games in 2010, 14 in 23 in 2011, and then it was very early on in 2012 that he did the ankle uh, in that sickening um, incident in Perth against South, and, and that's him uh, done for his career. But so, as we said, 33 tries in 60 uh, first-grade games. Congratulations, champion. Um, and I, the big thing here is, you know, what happens next for... Um, yeah, yeah. Does, does he reckon he ends up in a development role with the Broncos or what? If not the Broncos, I, even the NRL was if the NRL find some type of ambassador role or something. But uh, if the NRL doesn't come knocking, uh, the Broncos will certainly look after him. So good luck to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now next, mate, quickly as we uh, really get to the big issue, uh, which is the Sunday afternoon football. I can I can report and not the footy show exclusive, and I you know how much we love those words. Exclusive access. Can you guess which manly player I ran into this morning going to get, going to get coffee? Give you three guesses. Uh, three guesses. Manly player. Uh, Matt Allen. Bow bow. Uh, Bura. <laughs> I wish. No. Oh. Um, 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 hang on. Hang on. Uh, Let me just give you a clue. He looked awake. Uh, World Cup controversy. Uh, um, I'm thinking. Now, hopefully, it's our listeners, are, podcast. <laughs> our listeners uh, are trying to, to work it out in their head. I'm sure as well. I'm not, I'm not saying that he did or didn't take any of these uh, medications. I'm just saying, give you a clue yeah. as to who it might have been. Kieran Foran. There you go, boys. Uh, very, very good. But yeah, I just saw him. So yeah, apparently that fills papers uh, space uh, if you're um, in the Telegraph. But here, yep. just 30 seconds. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? <laughs> Sunday afternoon, 40, 40 buddy. Um, it's 
it's been an issue for years, uh, five or six years ago, probably even more, when we went to that whole four o'clock uh, Channel 9 uh, delayed game situation again. I mean, we've had it in the past. But one of the things that probably happened in the decision-making room was Channel 9 aren't going to show the game live. So when's the best, this is the NRL thinking, when's the best time to, to schedule the game? And I think they've gone down the road of the 3 p.m. because it's always been the case. And and they probably also thought if it's 3 o'clock, people are more likely to go to the game because it's not shown live on TV. Five or six years ago, I think that's still a current and almost applicable point of view. But it's 2014, and I think we should have changed it a couple of years ago because now Steve Crawley, who's the head of Channel 9 Sport, has come out and put the owners back on the NRL and said they would happily show the games live at 4 p.m., I mean, the NRL schedules them at 3 p.m. Who's to blame here, mate? Oh, I, I think it's surely not. This is the first time there's been a lot of people complaining about it and uh, for a long time. It's the first time we've heard nine say, oh, look, throw, throw it on at four and, and we'd happily do it. Oh, I'm pointing the finger straight at nine. Well, they do control what happens and we've still got that ridiculous situation on Friday Night Football where there are two games being played at the same time. Uh, it's probably a bigger issue to talk about at another time, but I just don't understand why Channel 9 haven't decided to embrace Sunday night football or Thursday night football. But having two games at once uh, on a Friday night, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, if I didn't work in rugby league, I'd get to the point now where I'd struggle to be able to stay through the ads for that second game on a Friday night. And it's one of the issues that people have got on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, you know how big, personally, and obviously I do as well, and everybody listening, because they probably found out about not the footy show through social media, but if you go on social media on a Sunday afternoon after 3 p.m., you are going to get the result of the 3 p.m. delayed game. It's just it's 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 an inevitability, and the amount of complaints that I've seen in the last two rounds uh, regarding uh, scores being put up and the rest of it, you'd think that people would have figured it out by now that if you go on social media, that you're going to find the score out. Oh well, exactly what, and I don't, I don't know how people haven't clicked on to that. But the, the thing about it is, is, is like you said, two years before social media, you could, you could, you know, miss the score. Was, as long as you didn't turn on ABC radio or, or, or whatever radio station was carrying the game, you're pretty much right. You'd get away with not hearing a score. Now you've actively got to pretty much lock yourself in a closed room <laughs> and put a CD on so you don't find out the score. So it, it's, it's just not applicable anymore. Yeah, and I mean, the big aspect of it really is that, you know, clubs, are, uh, the, the Tigers yesterday had a good strategy where they basically set out in the morning and they said, look, we're going to cover the game live uh, on Twitter, uh, but we're not going to post the score on Facebook until after the, the replay had finished on Channel 9 Sydney. But, you know, then there's all the people, as we said before, that are in Queensland who have to wait an extra hour and they blow up when, when the score gets put up. But it's, you've just got to have live football across the board. And the other element of it really is that uh, the NRL is pushing this digital pass thing, which is um, through Telstra and saying, yeah, all these live games are football, but you can't say it's live when they actually can't watch it because of region, regional coverage and, and whatnot being blacked out. So at the end of the day, there's really only six games a weekend that are that are live. Um, and it's, it's a big issue because one of the things that has to be pointed out is if you're in New Zealand and you've got Sky Sport, you can watch every single game live, I think apart from maybe the Friday night double-up situation. I'm not 100% sure how they do that. They might show it on a different uh, channel like Gem or, or whatever, but they get to watch the Sunday afternoon game live. That's the, the funniest thing about this whole situation is that it, you can find ways to follow the game live, and it's it, our biggest worry here as footy fans is it's really something that Channel 9 and the NRL should have been having dialogue about 
yes, 12 months ago, yes, 18 months ago when the deal was signed, but definitely the start of the season. Oh, it's ridiculous, wasn't it? It's a bad look for, for the NRL. Like, the, the AFL have got it right. And, you know, even, you know, I could catch most netball games for the Firebirds live if I wanted to, you know, like, and, and the A-League. And, and then you've got, I, I can watch the LA Lakers, the Cleveland Indians, the teams I support in the in the baseball and the basketball. I can see every one of their games live through a, through a league pass. And yep. yet I can't see, see eight games of NRL a week live. It, it's just... It's just absurd. A quick point, just finally on this, everybody. It, it relates to going to the games. And we, we touched on this at the start of the show, that it, by putting it at 3 p.m., uh, fans could go to the game and they'd see it live as opposed to having to wait for the replay. And maybe that was a reason to leave it at 3 o'clock. But there's one downside potentially to the 4 p.m. Uh, start, and that is once Starlight Saving uh, goes away here in New South Wales um, and the 21st century, uh, you basically got a situation where those games will end with the lights fully on, uh, night would have closed in by the time the games are finished, uh, pretty much. And the question then becomes, will that be a deterrent to the families uh, who like taking their kids to the Sunday afternoon football? Matt, you've got a youngster um, in the future, whenever Brisbane maybe get a Sunday afternoon game, would that be a deterrent for you? I know you're getting into winter and I, and I can see the argument, but I think it's nearly a perfect time of the day to, to, to go to the footy. And um, 4 o'clock into 6 o'clock, no, I, 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 there's still lots of kids with families at Friday night football, I see, at the, the Suncorp Stadium uh, when the Broncos play on a Friday night. So I, I, I think it's a perfect time. And yeah, it's, I, I see very little... I know there's the argument of, you know, extra time and things when you play a game live into the news, but there'll, there'll be plenty of padding either side, you'd, you'd imagine, into the news. I, I struggle to see too many negatives at all. To yep. it before. Completely agree, mate. Well, mate, that's been episode 150, not the footy show, everybody. You can grab us at the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash NRL podcast. I'm at NRL tweet. Maddie is... At Mr. Peninsula. And we will speak to you again here on the footy show. Thanks for joining us. Been good, was. Thanks, mate. Pepsi.